0: Hi, I'm Michael Cashew
1: And I'm Adi Cashew and you're listening to The WAG Podcast. This podcast is about health, wellness, and personal development.
0: Each episode is a short conversation between Adi and I on a single topic with actionable steps. We cover everything from food, mindset, fitness, and relationships.
1: We started WAG because of the way health and fitness changed our lives, so we hope to share a tool or two that helps you along your way. A D, hello. Hey. We're in Spain this time.
0: Guys, we are in an apartment right now, a very tiny apartment, and it's very hot in here. Mm-hmm. We're from uh, Texas, where everywhere has extremely cold air conditioning. Um, yeah, actually, so too cold. cold.
1: Way too cold. It's really weird in Texas how that is like that, where it's so hot and humid outside all day. And then I have to bring some type of sweater or a cardigan to a restaurant because I'm going to be cold when I'm sitting and eating. Everyone blasts the AC so high. I wonder why it's like that.
0: I don't know. But they have (laughs) almost the opposite approach over here. Very few places have AC. So it's pretty hot. We usually keep the doors open and have the fans on running all the time. But we want this to sound so good for you guys. So we're in here (laughs) sweating. Anyway, the reason that I bring that up is because if you hear some rustling and it sounds like someone's fell down, then a D probably passed out (laughs) and we will be back shortly. (laughs) Let's get into this thing. Before we get started, guys, we want to let you know about something awesome that we're doing. We are giving you the ability to go to our website and leave us a voicemail we've started talking to you in the past few weeks about how we want this to become more of a conversation between you and us, where you ask whatever questions you want about nutrition, personal development, relationships, et cetera, all the things that we already talk about here, and then we answer them on the show. So if you want to be famous, if you want your (laughs) your questions to be answered, then go to workingagainstgravity.com podcast, and then scroll down until you get to the start recording button. Now, when you leave us a recording, the best way to get picked is to have a great question that we can hear easily and that our audience will be able to mm-hmm. hear. So
1: and also leave your name <clears throat> and where you're from
0: name, where you're from, and then as clearly as possible, articulate your question in a quiet area, um, if at all possible. And then we're just going to pick the best questions.
1: Yeah. So if you're listening and you've DM'd us with some specific questions about episodes in the past, uh, we want to provide that value to everybody. So just head to the website and record that question and we'll answer it right here.
0: Working against gravity.com backslash podcast. Scroll down to the start recording.
1: Awesome. Let's get into this episode today. All right. What are we talking about, Michael?
0: So about three to six months ago, we wrote an article called What It Takes to Get Lean. The inspiration for this article was a really popular Precision Nutrition article uh, with with a similar title. And so we rewrote that concept with our own spin on it. And Mm -hmm. it's become one of our most popular blog articles of all time. Yeah. So... Here's the gist of it. In the article, we break down people into six different levels of leanness. It starts out with, um, where does it start out? Level people, one. Level one, no muscle definition, heading towards obesity, all the way up to level six, which is extreme leanness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So the article starts out talking about the fact that the habits that got you to where you are today are not necessarily the habits that are going to get you to where you want to be, get you to your goal. Can you talk about this a little bit?
1: Yeah. So the, the beginning of the article talks about this thing called the A to B model. And the A to B model is a framework or a visual representation of how to get from A to B, A being where you are right now and B being the outcome that you're aiming for. So whatever goal it is that you're heading towards or whatever it is that you want to achieve. And this was presented to us by one of our mentors, um, Annie Pratt, Hyman Pratt, Annie HP, as we call her. And it can really apply to anything in life. And we, in this instance, we're applying it to how to get lean. Um, And the main concept is that when you're at A, which is the start, the amount of behaviors that you can implement to help you move closer to B, which is your goal or your outcome, is very wide. There are so many different things that you can do that if you pick any of them, they're actually gonna move you closer towards B. But then the closer that you get towards B, the more narrow those behaviors become or the number of behaviors so become.
0: more disciplined and strict you have to be.
1: Exactly, so the example that we give in the article is about somebody who's trying to learn how to play basketball and their B state is they wanna make the NBA. When you're at A, uh, let's say you're starting way at the beginning. So you're a kid who's just getting interested in basketball. And they could do pretty much anything to get better at basketball, like just playing with the ball, just being interested in it, just dribbling it, just throwing it to a friend. Then they start actually playing basketball. And when kids are playing basketball, they really just need to move in the right direction. And coaches are cool with it. They could travel. They could double dribble, like whatever, they can do all these things incorrectly and they're still going to be moving towards B because so many different behaviors are still going to help you get better and improve and grow. That moves all the way, let's say they get to high school, they're playing on the high school team and they have to start working out. Exercise becomes important. You can't just be lazy and um, eat whatever you want or be overweight and still play ideally like the most optimal basketball game. And then you maybe you go to college and then you need to get certain grades in order to get that scholarship so you can play basketball. And then you can notice as they keep going, like maybe you make it to the NBA and then your personal life starts to matter. You can't get a DUI or you can't do any type of criminal offenses and still be on that team. So as you can tell... You know, somebody who's in the NBA just moving in the right direction is not cool anymore. Um, they have to exercise. They, there's so many more things that are necessary for them to make progress and so many things that they that are not going to help them make progress anymore. So the, the amount of behaviors that are going to continue helping them head towards their goal becomes smaller, narrower, and you have to become more disciplined.
0: So what does this have to do with getting lean?
1: So it's the same thing with getting lean. So depending on what level you're starting, we did levels one through six. People are going to be at all sorts of different levels. If you are not at level six and you want to get to level six or... And
0: level six, just to give a little bit of detail, is like extremely lean, like yeah, bodybuilder I think lean.
1: it's like 7% for men and twelve under 12% for women mm-hmm. or something like that. It's really, really lean. So let's say you want to get to... A female, you want to get under 20% body fat. And right now you're 30% body fat. And where you're starting, there are going to be a wider range of behaviors that are going to help you get leaner versus when you get to 25% body fat and want to get down to 20. So I'm sure a lot of people that listen to this podcast can relate. You know, you want to lose 20 pounds, you lose 15 and the last five are the hardest. It's like, why can't I lose the last five pounds? It gets really frustrating for people. This is a great way to reframe how to think about that and it might help you be a little bit less um, frustrated with your progress if you realize that which behaviors are no longer serving you and you could be frustrated because you might have looked back and thought, I used to make progress doing this and now it's not working for me anymore. Mm-hmm. This is exactly how to reframe how you think about that so that you can choose different behaviors that will help you move towards be more.
0: And in the article, we give a lot of detail about what behaviors and actions it takes at all of these different levels. Because I think one problem that people have is that they just think they can continue doing what it takes to be at a level one to get them to a level six. Or they think, on the other hand, they have to do something just crazy disciplined and strict to get from a level one to a level two.
1: Yeah, that that is really interesting when you think about it that way. It can work the other way around. If you're at a level one and you think you have to be as narrow as someone that's at five trying to head to six, like someone who's, who's really... You know, they're trying to get to 10% body fat. They're already at 15. The, the amount of behaviors that are going to get them there is, is narrower. They have to be much more disciplined. They have to be really aware of what they're doing in the gym and and, and eating. If you're um, heading towards obesity, there are so many different behaviors and habits that can help you head towards a more degree of leanness, a higher degree of leanness. <laughs> losing weight, losing, losing body weight. fat. Losing body fat. There's so many things that you can do to lose body fat. And that could be a mistake too, thinking that I have to do what a level five needs to do to get mm-hmm. to six. And um, I think that that uh, can be a recipe for failing or burnout or anything like that.
0: So after working with thousands of people, what do they truly want to be? And how does that differ from where... Uh, they think they want to be?
1: Where I think everybody truly wants to be is just feel confident in their skin and be able to look in the mirror and not um, be frustrated with what they see back at them. I think I want them... Everybody wants to look like the amount of work that they put in the gym. So people that are working out all the time want to actually look like they work out. And it's really frustrating if they work out and they put all this effort into... Whether it's the gym or the kitchen and they're not seeing the results, people want to see the results and they also want to feel confident in their skin they want to feel sexy and i think that's where ultimately everybody mm-hmm. wants to go i think mm-hmm. that's pretty universal and i think a lot of people think that that requires a certain look which i think personally there's a large scale of like what that could actually what what you could look like to actually feel that way and I think it has way more to do with how you're treating yourself than actually what you're looking like in the mirror. Just being consistent, doing the hard work, feeling like you're treating your body really well, mm-hmm. that is going to contribute more to the confidence and being proud of yourself than
0: that kind of in-state
1: that they really want. Exactly. Right? And then I think a lot of the the a lot of people see a particular person mm-hmm. and they want to look like that person. Uh, and we get a lot of "I want to look like Brooke Entz," or "I want to look like Brooke Wells," or "I want to look like and Bailey." Mm-hmm. And it's hard because they're seeing this end result that they have no idea how much went into getting that end result. They don't know. Like those people are very close to be. Like they're really at the end of that diagram. If you go to the article, you'll those see a diagram. You mentioned. Yeah, yeah, those people, Brooke Wells and brookance and Dana Lynn bailey and all those people are very dialed in and they're not doing like at the beginning of their journey a couple things would have helped them move in in the direction that they want to now in order to maintain where they're at or continue to grow and improve they have to be really really dialed in and disciplined and these are people that have been doing this for you know seven ten fifteen years Mm -hmm. um and I think a lot of people want to look like them and don't understand that it was like seven to 15 years of right. hard work. That is a a little mistake that a lot of people are making.
0: Right. Seven to 10 years of hard work. And a lot of people, I don't think they understand just how consistent you have to be at those higher levels, right? If you want to be at seven or lower percent body fat as a man, you don't take days off, right? Like if you do the bodybuilding method. In terms of
1: days off of like, you could take days off of the gym, but right, you don't right, take right, right. days off of like the habits and behaviors that it requires. Right, you're not having
0: like cheat meals all the time, mm-hmm. right? You could do the bodybuilder way where they just go absolutely insane for a, a certain amount of months, time and, yeah. then, and then rebound. But for most people, you just have to be so dialed in all the time, no matter if it's holidays or family get togethers, you just have, and and people just don't understand that.
1: Yeah. And that's really like to clarify that too. That's at the extreme level of leanness. So I would be an example of somebody that's in the middle. I know I have a great ab genetics. I have great abs, but I'm actually like between 18 and 20% body fat. I'm not extremely lean. Uh, I carry a lot of body fat in my legs and, um, just all over. I I have body fat Mm -hmm. and in order to be where I'm at right now, I don't have to be like incredibly disciplined and super dialed in all the time. But uh, there are certain things that I do have to do to maintain the body that I have right now Mm. or to continue to see progress in the gym or um, in my level of leanness.
0: So what do you think is the best takeaway, the biggest takeaway from this concept and the article that we wrote?
1: The biggest takeaway for people is that you have to realize that what might have been working for you at one time, like don't get so attached to that. Don't get so attached to the fact that something was working for you back then and it's not working for you now. This should at least reframe that for you to start searching for where are the things that I need to dial in a little bit more. What is the thing that's like like the basketball example of like just moving in the right direction, like offense versus defense? What is that behavior or habit that I'm doing right now that I that used to work for me, but isn't gonna work for me? now? Mm-hmm. And where can I dial things in a little bit more to actually get towards B? And then we talked about this before the show. The other like piece of that is that realizing what it actually takes to get to B. Mm-hmm. So... If you look at the article, there's this diagram that shows you that the journey from A to B is not a straight line. It's like up and down and up and down and up and down. And the closer you get to B, the narrower the focus gets. And when you're out of that focus, there's something called a choice point, and it's that's a place where you're not heading towards B anymore because the, you have to get more disciplined or dial in your behaviors a little bit more. And it's called a choice point because you have a choice. You have a choice of, yeah, I want to be more disciplined and I want to dial things in because I still really do want B. And the other choice is to choose something else, Mm -hmm. like make a newbie or choose C or choose E, you know, like choose something completely different. And that is just as valid. And I have like many examples of that in my lifetime. Uh, I think the problem is when people, Think they're heading towards B, and they get frustrated with all this hard work that they're doing, but they're not doing the right work mm-hmm. or the work that's actually helping them get progress. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be so frustrating, and holding on to something without fully understanding what it takes to get there can be a burden to carry. Right? Um, I have an example personally where I stopped competing in weightlifting because. I had won a medal and that was a beast day for me. Mm-hmm. I want to win a medal at nationals. I won a medal at nationals. And then I took a hard look at what does it actually take to win a silver medal? And what does it actually take to win a gold medal at nationals? And what are those people doing on a daily basis? Like, what are the things that I'm going to have to dial in? And to me, it just wasn't, what I wanted to do in my life. And I work with people like Jessica Lucero, who's trying to make an Olympic team and you know has a really good shot at it. And I see the life that she lives mm-hmm. and I see what she does on a day-to-day basis. And I don't want my life to be that way.
0: And what happens with most people is they will tell themselves, I want to win a gold medal. I want to make a Pan Am team or something. I want to make yeah, a world it's team. It's sexy to but say that. But they're not take into account that they're not doing what it takes, like what other people that are accomplishing those things actually do to reach those goals. Totally,
1: and like, did I wanna be national champion? Yeah, of course I wanted to be national champion. Like, absolutely I wanted to be. I'm not gonna be like, no, don't give it to me. You know, like don't make me the best. But I didn't wanna do the work that was required. It's not the same, like you could want the goal and not wanna do the work, which means that you should just let go of the goal. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you don't want the goal. Sure, everybody wants, like, I want a million dollars right now. Like, you know, everybody wants these big things, but understanding the work that's required to get them can help you at least let go of things that you're not willing to. It's not even willing. It's you don't want to change your lifestyle that much because other things are more important. Mm -hmm. There are other goals that are more important. Mm -hmm. And for me, winning a gold medal at Nationals wasn't as important as building a community at Working Against Gravity and treating our staff really well and being there for them and showing up as the best leader that I could could possibly be. So I chose a different B and there's nothing wrong with that. And there's also nothing wrong with being at a level three or a level four, you know, as long as you're healthy and you're treating your body well, like I said before, the universal goal that I think people want is to feel confident in their body, to feel like the work that they're doing is actually producing results. And this framework can help you decipher which behaviors and habits are going to continue helping you grow.
0: Mm -hmm. And if you're sitting here thinking that we're just Trying to bash people with big goals, uh, we are not trying to do that at all Uh, on the flip side for (laughs) sure. And on the flip side, there are some of you that might be listening to this that are at a level one or two, and you may like actually making a change in your nutrition might be completely daunting. And so, the other big takeaway from this thing is you don't have to be doing what a level five or six does to move forward towards your goal.
1: I think that's huge that the first step is not as big of a step as you think it has to be in order for you to see progress and results. Um, I think that's a really, really, really big insight.
0: Cool, that's all we got for you guys. Well, thanks. Later.
1: Thanks for joining us. Stay in touch by signing up for our newsletter at workingagainstgravity.com or on Instagram at working against gravity
0: don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and refer a friend. We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then.